Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Feeling the pressure today. We woke up to messages from people going like, is it ready yet? Is the podcast? I'm like, I haven't even recorded it yet. To be fair to them, that is because we have got Kamal Miller of Orlando City on the show today and you have been that excited you've been promoting it for the last week. (laughs) I just... It's not actually from an Orlando perspective. I I just really enjoyed the chat. I think he was really honest. And I think Orlando with Cincy, um, maybe Vancouver, uh, some of the other teams, some of the teams where things have gone quite wrong. Yeah, I think it's interesting to to get a perspective. So I've I've been excited about it. Been excited, but we're here now. Are you ready? Let's go. Lego. This is the MLS UK show. Welcome along to the MLS UK show. Season 2, episode 27. How did that happen? My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what we've got for you today. Kamal Miller joins us, in case you uh, didn't know, if you haven't haven't seen me promoting this relentlessly. <laughs> the last week. Uh, we're bringing back wider Bay, and there's a crisis right today. Yes, good crisis right today. Uh, we'll catch up on everything we've missed over the last couple of weeks, including some managerial changes as well. And the draw for the Champions League has been made, something that Elliot, because his team aren't in it, just doesn't care about. Couldn't care less. It's like the US Open Cup. The semi-finals of the US Open Cup are right. <laughs> I just think the final's overrated, you know? Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Oh, it is good to be back. It is. What have you been up to? Come on, because uh, it's close season, so we both just sat around twiddling our thumbs. Have you been busy last few weeks? I wish I'd been twiddling my thumbs, I'll be honest. Um, I've been trying to escape any form of uh, football whatsoever, uh, mainly Norwich in the Premier League. Um, 
should be enjoying that while it lasts, really. But uh, since MLS finished, um, because I work for uh, Football Radar, I've been deployed into uh, different territory. Yeah, which league have you been watching? <laughs> the Czech League and also the Russian Premier League. Full of frustration. Orlando City win nothing. Full of frustration. So he's moved to the Czech League. Full of despair. (laughs) From years of hurt, disappointment and Orlando's failure. (laughs) Elliot Holman has had enough. So how are you finding the uh, the Czech League? Mate, I'll be honest with you, I've not got a clue what's going on. (laughs) Not got a clue. Um, I just, there's some good websites that do good predicted starting 11s and... uh, it's like when you do your homework back in the day. I hope no one from work's listening. It's like when you do your homework back in the day at school and you find Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yep, just uh, control copy and control paste. Yep. So, uh, yeah, go all going good. Yeah. All, all fine. <laughs> Very good. It's good to hear that you're, you're branching out during the close season. I mean, I've got uh, a Russian team in the Champions League tomorrow. That I've got to sort out. Who knows if uh, Moscow are going to start Jiskovic? But I mean, you know, he's been strong on the wing this year. So, well, he's uh, he sounds like a player that could well turn up at like RSL next year. <laughs> so you might have to learn a lot. Um, I've been keeping myself busy, and this is what something actually I want to uh, throw out because I need an answer to this question. Mm. So last week, I found myself on Facebook. See, I don't know. You haven't told me about this. You were like, oh, I'll tell you during the podcast. Yeah. I'm a little concerned. No, you know about it okay. uh, because you referenced it at a time when I shared it. But last, last week, I was on Facebook and I found myself ending up watching a Facebook Live of a bear on oh. the loose in Delamere, right? Uh, Wilmington. Yeah, Wilmington, if you must know. Uh, because it got shared on a, uh, a Simpsons UK fan page and of course you're well aware of this the simpsons have predicted everything and there is an episode where there's a bear on the loose they've got to pay bear tax it's quite funny anyway not be della bear (laughs) good one uh but what happened was on this facebook live and this is what i need to throw this out to um they followed this bear and it was going in people's gardens and yards and they were like they were people with like i don't know teams with tranquilizer darts they were going to shoot at it but this bear kept on getting away and it was running and then it ran on this some train tracks and you're like oh no don't get hit but i really want the bear to get away and uh, the train came but it got out the way but then it went into some woods and the helicopter that was filming this <laughs> lost the bear so because bears are you know they're wild animals over there so i guess they kind of give up on it before oh, it's gone back to the wild whereas if it was here they'd still be looking now going there's a bear on the loose we need to sort this out but I don't know what happened to the bear. So if anyone's got any information... I know where it bear, is. Do you know where it is? Yeah, it's bear. Hey! That's what I'm putting up with. So that's why I'm throwing it out to listeners. If you know what happened to the bear in Delamere, in Wilmington... Delaware. Did it get back to its family? Did they get it in the end? I don't know. If you know what happened to it... Because I've been looking on the Google News and there's nothing really because it's not a big story i guess i want to know who it supports because it's quite close to philly quite close to dc you know who's he gone with he's gone with (laughs) i'm trying to think of a bear pun for a team (laughs) i don't know would it be portland timbers because of the woods i don't know if you've got a bear pun on an MLS team and you also know what happens to the delamere bear uh please let me know because it's been it's been bugging me i want to know what happened to it Two weeks we've not done podcast, and this is the content. 
We're scraping the barrel. We're really scraping the barrel. <laughs> We're not. We've got so much to get on with. <laughs> uh, right, let's officially kick off the podcast then. As you know, every week we start with a game with the changing name, a player that has played in both the UK and MLS based on his career stats. I've got to guess who it is. You've got a player this week, haven't you? I have. Uh, this player started their career at Ajax okay. in 2002. So they're around mid-30s now. They moved to Hamburger. 2006, and then... It's not Michael Mancian again, is it? We've done him about six times. <laughs> and, and then they made their debut in the Premier League right. in 2009. They also played for Milan in 2012 before moving to MLS in 2016. Ooh. Now, you can either have the MLS team or the Premier League team, but I'm not giving you both. Which one do you want? I think because it's more recent... I will probably guess the MLS team if you tell me the Premier League team. So 2009, mm-hmm. who's the Premier League team? Manchester City. Very different Manchester City to the one we know now. Hmm. Okay, I'll get thinking of that one. Ajax, Hamburger, Manchester City. Moved to MLS in 2016. Is he Dutch? Yes. There's one player that comes to mind, but I'll tell you at the end. Okay. We'll see. Let us know if you think you've got it. You can tweet us at MLS UK Show. Don't just wait till we get to the end and reveal the answer because that's, that's cheating. And we'll know. We'll find out, all right, somehow. Yeah. You know the drill. Screenshot where you're up to when you get the answer. Let us know. Lots of people do this, by the way. I used to shout out everyone who was getting it correct, and now it's just like, we're just like bombarded with them, and people DM me and stuff. So um, I have seen them all. Congratulations if that's you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking part. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Coming up, we've got talk on the new managers that are involved in MLS next season. We thought we couldn't beat last time with Thierry Henry. Now we've got a few more managers coming to it, more players coming into it. But before any of that, we need to introduce our special guest, I, I tell you what, Elliot, because, um, you know, we've given you a bit of a hard time lately because some of the interviews you've not been able to make because of work commitments. Mm. This one, you was adamant you were going to make this one. So the floor's yours. <laughs> you can introduce this guest. Okay. Uh, so this guest was uh, offered to us. I think it's important to say because I don't just believe it or not, contrary to popular belief, I don't just go around chasing Orlando players for the podcast. Like we're trying to include every team, but this was offered to us. And we had to take it because we wanted the opportunity to um, ask uh, an Orlando player about last season, about the failings since they joined MLS in 2015. That's five seasons without making the playoffs. Uh, And we wanted to find out um, how they felt about the club and um, their chances going forward. So it's a privilege to introduce Kamal Miller. How are you doing, Kamal? You okay? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Glad to be here. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Kamal. It's good to have you on. Yeah, very happy to be here to uh, answer some questions. Shed some light on on my pathway, some of the things I've been through. I'm overall excited for the conversation. Nice. Um, how's the time off going so far? Because you actually had a a busy end of end of season, especially. How uh, how's the chill time going so far? Oh, it's it's great. Um, it's been a very long time coming since I've had a break coming from college and preparing for the draft while the guys were in the off season and finishing my college season pretty late. And the previous summer, playing PDL, not getting a break. So it's been a, it's been a, it's been a ride, and this break feels well deserved and and needed. And time to get my head straight, my body right for next season, and get ready for that. 
you didn't have a uh, postseason last season. You was getting ready for right. the draft and stuff. So what have you got plans for this year? For this year, um, like I said, just really using this time to go over some game film, really reflect on on how I did, the areas I need to improve in. Um, obviously, time to rest and enjoy with family, and and definitely get in the gym and prepare for next season to come back stronger. Kamal, as a as an Orlando fan, it, it fascinates me to to chat to to you specifically, obviously. But in general, when you say you're looking at game film. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What what's included in that, and is it just focused on on yourself? And and what what are your takeaways from it? Um, not only focused on myself, but focused on the the guys around me, the guys that I know I'll be playing with next year. Look, trying to figure out their tendencies. If I if I missed a pass, if they wanted it in space, but I tried to give it to their foot. Just overall, just try to get a a better understanding of of how I went this year. Re- literally going through every game, every touch, and, and seeing what I can improve. Okay, so what what have you looked at? Uh, what game have you looked at and gone, do you know what? Actually, I can't be too hard on myself there. That was a good performance. Um, there was one game in the middle of the season, I believe, against Columbus Crew at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my, I believe that was the first game I played out at left back for Orlando. And, and I had a really good performance. We won 1-0. I was very positive that game going forward and expressing myself, taking chances up the field. So that's a game I kind of look at and and uh, try to, to mirror around every game I go out there. Kamal, I was hoping you were going to say that because, uh, the, you know, when you look at that almost second second half of the season, uh, Jao Moutinho was injured. He missed 15 games, I think. I think Ruan missed four in August as well. Uh, and you were there. You, you started ten games from from July until October. You played every minute of those games as well. That's essential experience, isn't it, for you in in a first season? Yeah, very much. Um, coming from college, it's kind of it's kind of you get an opportunity and you got to take it right away. Um, so once I got that opportunity, I definitely I definitely took that and gained those essential minutes that were very important. As some. Some rookies around the season did not get those minutes, so I'm very fortunate for those minutes, very grateful, but when the chance came, I think I definitely took it and performed well. Definitely, and and at left-back as well, where I know you're obviously a left-sided player. A lot of people weren't expecting to see you used at left-back. You look, you look mm-hmm. comfortable there. You look at home there. Has that always been the case? Uh, did we just not do our homework on you properly at the start of the season? Um... Maybe I played a <laughs> I played a bit of left back growing up for the for the national team U uh, fifteen. That's where I started. I started as a left back, and then as I got a bit older, I, I dropped to center back. So that's always been an area where I was comfortable in. Um, anywhere on the left side will will do for me. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't too much of an adjustment. Uh, at this level, of course, it's a bit harder going against these. Uh, tricky, experienced, fast, 1v1 players. Every every game was a different different battle, but overall it was it was good. I didn't feel too too out of place. Uh, and of course, Kamal, the, uh, towards the end of this season, you got your, uh, you was involved then in the Canadian men's national team. I mean, that's much must have been such a proud moment for you. Yeah, it was honestly one of the biggest honors of, of my life so far. Um, Growing up and watching some of the guys like uh, Tiba Hutchinson and, and Will Johnson, some of the guys that's been in and out of in and out of the national team, 
growing up and watching them and finally getting to play alongside them and train with them and, and ask them questions is it was amazing and to be called to to a gold cup so early in my career was was an amazing experience yeah and and obviously come out one of the highlights uh of recent years for the canadian national team was the win over usa i mean what was it like going back to orlando after picking up that win it was amazing we uh, that was a great win we we really took the game to them executed our game plan perfectly and and really feeded off the energy of the crowd and we made we made history that game so everybody was was buzzing after that game and and so proud to to wear the Canadian shirt. Last season, uh, Kamal obviously started with for you with with the Super Draft. You were selected by uh, Orlando City. Um, mm-hmm. Talk us through. We've we've touched on this with with Mo Adams. Uh, um, he was at Chicago at the time. Obviously, he's moved to Atlanta. Um, talk us through what it's like sitting at the Super Draft from a player's point of view because we love the spectacle of it. It's great, but for right, you, you could right. end up anywhere, right? Yeah, it's. Uh... That day, um, I always tell people it was a complete whirlwind of, of emotions. I think I felt every emotion possible that day sitting there because you look at the the mock drafts and all the things the analysts say, and on the day, everything really goes completely opposite. So just sitting there and seeing guys get called like, oh, I, I never saw him in the top 30 or, or oh, this guy played well at the, at the combine. It's just a lot of different factors that don't really mean anything because you don't really know how the coaches are thinking so on the day you're just really sitting there waiting for your name to get called and of course the combine was in Orlando when you was involved in that did you uh, look around at your surroundings and think yeah it suits me I could come here yeah definitely the whole time um, I was there I was kind of looking around and looking at the Orlando stadium looking at other stadiums and just other states in general, the climates and everything, and saying, oh, "Well, like this is a, a really nice place to be. Like I would not mind ending, I would not mind ending up here at all." So it's funny how how it worked out. <laughs> and I, I think there's skeptics out there, um, myself included, who find it difficult to believe that when you're selected by a club in in the Super Draft, that you haven't kind of already had some form of contact. How much of an idea did you have that Orlando were were interested in pick, picking you, Kamal? Um, zero idea. Oh, <laughs> throughout, the, throughout the combine, there there are player interviews, and certain teams sit down and talk to you. You have conversations with some head coaches and staffs and things like that. But Orlando was was not one of them for me. So that was a so that was a surprise hearing my name called by Orlando. Okay, well, um, it was a it was a very impressive first season i'm definitely looking forward to uh to another season of of uh, yourself in purple hopefully getting a bit more game time as well yes i'll i'll ask these questions kamal because we need to talk about orlando uh last season and as an orlando okay. city fan i think it's fair that i do it and i do it nicely okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh last season um was obviously great for you personally how do you evaluate it from a from a team point of view um from a team point of view it was very it's very um, tough because in most of the games we played, almost all the games we played, we were we were right there in those games. Um, pretty much every game was a, a one goal loss, either in either in the late, very late minutes, extra time, or last ten minutes of the game, or we were up and a team came back to draw. So it was very um, frustrating knowing that we were putting in these 
knowing that we were putting in these great performances, but the results weren't coming because we knew we were a good side looking at the stats, controlling games and things like that. But overall, it was very frustrating, like I said, to not get these results. Of course, I can I can totally agree with that. When, whether it's uh, James O'Connor or somebody else within the club, when you're in that sort of run of bad form and you're struggling, even though there's good performances, what are, mm-hmm. what are people saying to you? How are you trying to push through? How do you try and break that barrier? A lot came from the veterans um, telling us that uh, they've been in positions like this before and and they've always pulled through just to keep putting in the good performances and doing all the little things correct and then the, the results will come. So not really to change up what we were doing too much, but try to dial in a little bit more focus in the last 10 minutes or the last five minutes before the half or if we go up a goal, really just trying to stay strong and, and not and not let that lead slip. Yeah, you've you've been involved in the club only sort of for the, from the last year. The club hasn't made the playoffs in in any of its MLS, um, you know, years that it's it's been there so far. What right. can you because you've not been there? Is it difficult for you to put your finger on it? Because we've had different coaches, different uh, stadiums, mm-hmm. different roster of players, and it still hasn't happened. What what is it? What what do we need to do? What do we need to change? Um, it's a good question. Um, based on I can't speak on the years in the past, but no, of course. based on this based on this past year for me, one of the biggest things was just uh, playing playing our game and and not letting too many outside factors uh, c- contribute to to the results. So an example I have is against. Our first game of the season, not, not our second game of the season, sorry, against Chicago Fire. We went on the road mm. and we were up 1-0 the whole game. And literally in extra time, we had just a, a brain fart, like a, a mental lapse. And, and they came back and, and tied the game in the in extra time. So just stuff like that, focusing on, on trying to see those games out, I think, I think is all we need to really take this club to the next level. I can remember that moment so clearly because I was sitting there, I was watching the game with a takeaway, I was enjoying every minute, I was like, this is a good result, and then that last minute sucker punch, and obviously right. that's that's kind of been a theme, like you say, you can only speak for the, for the last uh, 12 months, but that's been a theme uh, throughout my time supporting Orlando so far, so fingers crossed we go for a for a big season next year. Which, which member right. of, the, of the Orlando roster do you think has taught you the most? Um, this past season, I would say the the two center backs that were that were ahead of me, uh, Lamine Sane and, and Robin Janssen. Um, I developed relationships with with both of them in a different way. Uh, Lamine, I would I would really talk to him more. I was as, as I was comfortable with him. Our lockers were beside each other, so I would really talk to him and run anything by him. He was very receptive of any questions I have and really was eager to help. Um, on the other hand, Robin was uh, someone that that I saw, and I went, "Whoa!" Like I, I did not expect him to be that good. So I really just watched him as much as I can and tried to mirror my game around him and, and take things away from his game that I thought I, I can add to mine. Um, so Kamal, over the last twelve months, it seems like you've uh, there's a, g- a good group of players there. But, you know, both um, you know who have helped you get along, getting used to mm-hmm. Orlando. Of course, there's quite a few of those that have now left after the uh, after the close season. Who are you saddest to see leave? Um, I would say Sasha. Sasha Question. Um, again, one of the 
one of the veteran players that has seen so much throughout this league and, and other leagues around the world. He really brought a lot of experience and a lot of wise words along with his along with his play on the field. He was just very, very um, a leader in his own way. He was one of the captains of the team, of course, and was just someone who always seemed to know what to say or what to do in, in, in every situation. So losing him is going to be a, a big loss for me personally um, and for the team as well. And um, looking forward now to next season, because obviously last year you was a rookie, now you've got a year under your belt. Um, I, what I'm interested to know is, because there'll be a lot of players coming into Orlando, are there any like initiations that you like to pull on the new guys, or is this something that they need to do if they want to be part of a team? Um, just a couple of sing-songs in preseason. Um, just have a song ready at all times. <laughs> <laughs> we could be We could be anywhere. And just have a couple songs ready because if your first performance is not good enough, um, you'll definitely be going again whenever you are called upon. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, Kamal, what was your song then or what were your songs? Um, I only needed one because my, my performance was great. But my, <laughs> first, my song that I chose was uh, Beautiful Girls by, by Sean Kingston. Oh, nice. That's okay. a banger. Nice. Yeah, I had the whole crowd singing with me, so it was pretty easy. Nice. Can you remember any other players' uh, initiation songs? Um, Greg Ranjit Singh did It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. <laughs> um, Benji actually was a crowd favorite, so... They would call him up every day just to perform for the group. <laughs> I think I remember and, seeing Benji's on Instagram, actually, when you guys were all sat down for dinner. Yeah, one of his memorable ones was uh, Michael Jackson's song. I believe it was Man in the Mirror. I love that. Um, so yeah. what are your uh, ahead of next season? Obviously, the club, I think it speaks for itself. Let's try and make the playoffs. That's, that's an obvious target. But with, right. with yourself, is it to get more minutes? Is it to actually just become you know solidified in that starting 11 yeah definitely um become more solidified and even if i'm not a starter every moment i get uh fully take my opportunity and and show what i can do and and definitely try to put up some put up some stats by the end of the season come up with a couple goals or or some assists and just really try to help the team as much as i can maybe that that's more clean sheets as well so so really just trying to have a Put, put my stamp on the team and, and what we do next year. Fingers crossed, Kamal. Um, on this podcast, I suffer quite a lot because I am out there as an Orlando City fan. So if you could help me out just a little bit so that I don't get we'll do. don't get ribbed quite so much next season. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. Obviously, uh, from a personal point of view, it's really nice to speak to you and uh, wish you the best of luck for next season. Okay, thank you guys so much for having me. The MLS UK Show. There we go. Kamal Miller on the MLS UK Show. To be honest, you're right. He was very open uh, and very honest with his uh, with his answers. So fair play to Kamal. If you want to listen back to any of our interviews from this year, and looking back, we've had loads of interviews. Loads. The Cooligans were on last time, which was uh, which was really entertaining. We've had Tom Barlow of New York Red Bulls, Mo Adams now of Atlanta United, Greg Ranjit Singh, who's now at Minnesota United, with Dane St. Clair, who's also been on the podcast, Adam Grimwis, he was on, um, talking about his time with Orlando. Have we had anyone else? Have I missing anyone? I can't be missing anyone. No, I think I think that's it. We've had so many. Apologies if we've uh, missed anyone out. Here's one for you. When a player plays for your club, 
yeah. how, how, like obviously you presume you follow a lot of Bolton players on social media and stuff. When it comes to Atlanta, who are the obviously you don't follow all the players. Who are the big ones that you follow? To be honest, I don't follow many players from Atlanta or Bolton because I don't really want to know what they're up to. And most of the time, it's they lose, and then it's a, a standard generic. It's been written for them by the press team. Oh well, next week we'll be better. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't. Want, I've, if my team's lost, I don't want to read that. But I'd probably say thinking of Atlanta, um, Martinez, Martinez, just for his comments. Who's it? Andre Blake, where he said, "Yeah, I'd kill you." Yeah. Um, so I probably have to go with uh, Joseph Martinez as my fave. I don't know how you are with this, but if a, t- a player leaves my team, they have to have been pretty special for me to not unfollow them. Mm. So, uh, for example, James Madison is the only former Norwich player I think that I still follow. Yeah, just because he was a legend at Norwich and he's he's going to be a World Cup player for England. Um, with Orlando, I follow all the players. However, you know that's quite a lot of rotation on my social media every season. Uh, Adam Grinwis and Greg Ranjitsing have left Orlando. I still follow them because in my mind, they're in the MLS UK show Hall of Fame because they took time out of their life to come on this ridiculous podcast and I can't bring myself to unfollow them. Yeah, we're kind of in our little group now. We, we really want them to do well. Like we've, we shouted out Adam Grimwis last week to say, there's an MLS club that wants to sign him. Please sign him. Because you saw the penalty saves in the uh, New York yeah. City, Orlando, um, US Open Cup games. He's a really good goalkeeper, really nice guy. Greg Ranjit Singh's gone to Minnesota. If you get a chance to follow Greg Ranjit Singh on Instagram, he has got the most aesthetically pleasing mm, Instagram. Grid. Yeah, it's a grid, sort of a grid. Yeah, and I, I pointed out to him. I don't think anyone had ever mentioned it. But Greg, I love your grid. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, uh, to be honest, if I started following more players, which I tend to follow them from our MLS UK accounts, yeah, yeah. so I see what they're up to on there rather than my own. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, you know. Even if the players move to a different country, you'd still follow them. Hall of Famers. <laughs> we need more Hall of Famers. We'll work on it for next season. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Right, are you ready? It's the time that I think everyone's been waiting for. It's the return of a feature that is probably not even once a month on this show. It's once every few months. <laughs> We've done in the past... Why do Montreal Impact ring a bell when they score? Why do we call it Cascadia? Why do the kickoff times never kick off when we're told that they're meant to kick off? And others as well. Bringing back to MLS UK show before the end of the year, it's Why Do They? Hey, Henry. Yeah. What's today's Why Do They? Today's Why Do They is Why do Atlanta United have a golden spike? Hey, Henry, why do Atlanta United have a golden spike? Great question, Elliot. Well, it's a tradition at every Atlanta United home game. You may have seen this on the TV, that they'll get a celebrity or they've had uh, some people who survived uh, cancer. They've had um, Ric Flair did it once. They've had Evander Holyfield, former heavyweight champion of the world, do it. And they'll get a hammer and hammer the golden spike into a platform before every game. Now, let's go back to the start. We're going back 1837. A long time ago, Elliot. It's a nod, basically, to the railroad past of Atlantis as a, as a city. Oh, the railroad, which means we're going to hear the 
stupid train uh, noise again. Oh. Yeah, it comes from that. Um, so when the city was formed, there was a spike driven into Georgia's red clay. And uh, so it's a reminder from the start of this city. See, I like the spike. Why mm-hmm. can we not just have the spike? Why do we need the... Because it's all part of the railroad, oh. mate. You can't have a railroad without a train. This became a tradition when Atlanta United formed, when they had their first MLS game a few years ago. So what happens is before every game, a new spike is left outside. The players sign it first as they come in. Then the fans sign it. Then one of the supporters groups will bring it into the stadium, put it in place, ready for a celebrity to uh, hammer into the platform. Normally two chains. He's done it. There's been uh, Big Boy from Outcast. He's done it as well. And as they hammer, as each hammer that goes down, they go A, T, L, and so on. So this is the golden spike. You've been there and seen this, have you? Uh, no, I've not, but I've seen it on TV. <laughs> uh, so what Plastic! Ha- <laughs> so the uh, the man in the match gets a smaller spike at the end of the game. They hammer it in to the platform. We take one home as well. And as one fan said on an MLS video that I got the majority of this information from, <laughs> that symbolises the end of that chapter and the start of a new one that will begin the next game. That, my friend, is why Atlanta United have the golden spike. Hey, Henry. Yep. If I wanted to know something about MLS, yeah, and I wanted you to tell me, what should I do? Well, you can email me, henry at mls.show, and then we'll do another, why do they, which will go into 2020. Don't you worry about that. In six months' time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so loads and loads have been going on in MLS over the last few uh, weeks since Mm -hmm. we've been away. Should we have a little catch-up? Should we just go through everything? Because I feel like... Every single day I see some news and I'm like, oh, it's quite a big deal, that. And then the next day I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, that's big. And then it kind of just gets away from me. So let's just all, everyone together, everyone listen up, five minutes of MLS updates. Where should we start then? Um, let's start with the, uh, with the new sides, Nashville and Miami. Okay. Because uh, we found out that Nashville are going to be in the Western Conference. At, well, you're pointing left and I'm pointing right. but well, it's, it's my, my West. Yeah, my... Yeah. My left, your right. We're facing each other. So. <laughs> uh, Nashville are going to be in the Western Conference. Point left. Yep. Do this at home as well. Play along at home. Point left. And Miami, point right, are going to be in the East. Hey. Uh, good work, mate. Well done. Thanks. Um, so Nashville have added Badgie from uh, Dallas. Six goals, three assists in 28 appearances last season. So it's another solid addition mm-hmm. to, uh, to the Nashville side. Just as a refresh, because um, I had to look it up as well, because... Like it just gets away from you. Also on their roster, the likes of David Akam, Abu Danladi, Dax McCarty, uh, Anibaba from uh, New England Revolution, Daniel Lovitz, Jimmy Madranda, Dave Romney as well. Uh, so a good little team forming there for Nashville, I feel. Yeah, lots of MLS experience mm. uh, with that, uh, which is kind of, I mean, Cincinnati went down that route a bit, but we did, I think they failed to sort of unite yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the pl- existing players with the new players. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how Nashville do on that front. Shout out to Scott as well, who is hooking us up with some Nashville kit once it's available. Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, he messaged me saying, uh, asking me what I'd like, and I was like, man, I want a jersey. I need a jersey. Uh, so when that's out, Scott's going to hook me up. So thank you very much, Scott. Um, on to Miami in the East. Luis Robles. Yes, great signing. I mean, what shocked me the most, it does, it does shock me and it doesn't shock me. He's 35 years yeah. old. He's still putting in performances of like a, a player 10 years younger than him. You know, he's, he's a just a quality addition, I yeah, think. Yeah, and he'll he'll do a job there. Yeah. Um, 238 appearances for Red Bulls. 
And he's got the record, 138 consecutive starts. 138 consecutive starts. Um, they've also signed AJ Delagaza from Houston. Uh, he, of course, made 204 appearances for LA Galaxy before he went to Houston. Um, that's more experience, like we talk about Nashville. That's a bit of much-needed experience. Also on their roster, uh, Luis Argudo, Jay Chapman, Lee Nguyen, Victor Ujoa, and Ben Sweat as well. So, yes. Um, both teams at it. Also uh, into Miami linked with the Colombian uh, striker, is it Martinez? Yes. Yes. I'm really fascinated to see these two teams, how they do, because it mm. just looks like they're going in different... Totally different directions. Yeah, yeah. But we've seen there's not... Like Philly last year, there's not one way. You know, they didn't have big superstars, but they just they just made it work. And now Madunian is uh, is going to be joining them there. Mm. So uh, we'll, see. we'll see what happens. My choice now. Let's go DC. Okay. Last night, as we record this uh, on Tuesday, Bill Hamid, it was announced that he's staying. Well, he's technically staying. He was on loan, wasn't he? But he's, he's now been made permanent. Yeah. Three-year deal. They've opened the wallet, got some tam out, and they've uh, got Bill Hamid. Robles and Hamid, are they for you the best two goalkeepers? Could you add Guzan in there? If you're going to think of two big names in that in MLS, there's not going to be many goalkeepers you choose ahead of them two. No, I'd agree with that. Again, for the experience, you know, and while they can still do it at that age, I think, you know, they're always going to be up there. Um, Bill Hamid, for me, was, especially at the start of last season, absolutely unbelievable. I know there was a big competition between him and Guzan last year as to uh, who was going to keep the most clean sheets. They both seem to just be on fire. And it's just nice to have Bill Hamid home. Uh, Since watching MLS, he's been DC. And that move to FC Mitte, which we can't say, um, didn't work out for him. And he came back on loan last season. And now he's he's back home for good. Yes. Uh, DC, though, also linked with uh, Platter from RSL. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year for DC next year, isn't it? Rooney's gone. Um, there's a, a bit of a change in the, in the squad as well. It's it's going to be interesting to see which which direction they go in. Yeah, Rooney's up the road from me now in Derby, yeah. which is uh, bizarre. Um, and uh, Bryony went out to that pub last night, um, where the Derby uh, players disgraced themselves. Yeah, uh, can confirm it was all fine. It's all very quiet in there, um, but. Yeah, I'm sure Wayne will get the pie started soon. I know, yeah, of all the players. that If you don't know, Derby players were uh, a bit... Well, to say drunk and disorderly is a, an understatement, really. And uh, Wayne Rooney going in, is, uh, it would be interesting to see if he, can, if he can tame them. Yeah, DC have got... Um, DC have got an issue with... It's kind of similar to Cincinnati for me. Not as serious, obviously. They had a very good season, but they've got talent. They had talent everywhere. Um, but with the likes of the Acosta problems and stuff, it just seemed like they had a slight problem getting it all together. There was odd bits of talent just sort of hanging around and it didn't just quite seem to all fit together. Mm. So I'm excited to see what they've got for uh, what they've got for next season. Your lads, uh, Atlanta, have yes. uh, retained Jeff Laurentowitz and uh, Emerson Heinemann as well. Heinemann looked really good. Uh, he's joined, yeah, yeah. joined from Bournemouth permanently now. He looked really, uh, really good. Seemed to establish himself in De Boer's starting eleven quite quickly as well. Um, there's going to be big competition at Atlanta. When you look at that midfield, I know Nagby's gone now, but Heinemann's a different sort of player. Yeah, um, Seemed to be playing a lot further forward, but I, I like it. And uh, speaking of attacking mids, Sasha... 
has left Orlando and gone to LA Galaxy as well. Yes, well, of course, Kamal said earlier mm. on uh, on the show, Kamal Miller, that he's going to miss Sasha the most. Also, can we just give? Can we just appreciate the fact that when Kamal said that, I didn't know he was leaving. Yet, did you notice how I managed to just play it really cool? Yeah. Like, yeah. Whereas in my head, I was like, Sasha's leaving. What? Huh? What? No. <laughs> Sasha's go. What? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah that's why uh, we've kind of waited so long <laughs> to, yeah. to air this interview. <laughs> um, I mean, Sasha is a is a well-known MLS player. He did really mm. well at Red Bulls. It didn't quite work out at Orlando. I know how, ex- how excited you were when he signed for Orlando. So, for whatever reason, it didn't quite work out. It only seemed to work out when he went back to Red Bulls to play against them. But LA Galaxy could be a good signing for him. You know, he's it's it's something different. Okay, he's moving to a different conference. It's it's a fresh start, and um, they're looking for something different. LA Galaxy after obviously you know Zlatan's left, so maybe he's the a, a piece in a puzzle that he's going to finally get them towards the MLS Cup. Yeah, I'll watch that with with intrigue. See how he gets on. Um, Real Salt Lake got Everton Louise back. Uh, he was on loan from uh, Serie A. Uh, 27 appearances last season. He's going to be a starter for them. They've dumped a load of Tam yeah. uh, to secure him. So he's going to be a starter at RSL again, which is good to see. Um, what else? There's so much, mate. So much has gone on. Anthony Jackson-Hamill staying with Montreal as well. He's got himself a new deal. Yeah. Um, I think they were trying to uh, trying to get him on, on the cheap a little bit. Finished last season with a big injury. So uh, he's re-signing. And Orlando City have signed Andres Perea uh, on loan. There's lots of excitement around this. Uh, there was a big build-up to it. Uh, a lot of rumours flying around. Everyone got very excited. All I'm going to say is, the guy's played 10 games in his professional career. Why are we getting excited about this? He could be. He could have been incredible for those 10 games. But he's played 10 games. <laughs> well, you, you're right. As I've said before on this podcast, Orlando, you're looking for... They could sign me and you and a few of the fans would be like... Some guys coming from England, we're going to win the MLS Cup. You know, I think you're just looking for that sort of something to cling on a bit. Um, Oh, don't get me wrong. I know. I know. We're trying to cling on, but I'm just being realistic. It was the same with Pereira as well, who's joined us us mid-season as an attacking mid. Everyone was going crazy. And I was like, he's turned out to be fairly good. But there was no proof of that before he joined. It was just this desperate clinging on to the fact that something might change. Um, but yeah, the the optimism's there for for Andres Perea, and of course these young players now joining Orlando because of the new coach. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt, which brings us nicely on to talking about the new managers. Orlando City RSL have both made changes in the head coach position. We'll talk about RSL in a moment. Uh, let's talk about Orlando City then. Your team. Pereira's come in mm. from. Uh, I mean, let's face it. There were rumours of Chris Coleman and Solari at one point, but you know, with the FC Dallas links that are there, it was always going to be Pereira. Yeah, I've struggled my way through uh, the last couple of weeks um, trying to say Pereja as everyone else seems to. But um, we try our best with pronunciations on the show. But I've heard how Americans and Canadians say some of our players' names, so yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. just be fair. Uh, but yeah, Oscar Pereja. Uh, I'll do my best. Um, yeah, known for uh, giving youth a chance, for bringing you through. Um, FC Dallas invested heavily in that academy and it started to really, really pay off for them. And I like that. Orlando um, 
Orlando have been working on um, new locations for uh, academy bases and uh, youth stadiums and stuff like that. So I'm more than happy. I love that we've got the the academy, we've got the Orlando City B, and we've got the first team. Currently, guys at Orlando City Academy could skip the B and just go straight into the starting eleven. That's yeah. the, that's the level. So you know, it's just about getting that system working um, so that. Uh, there's real talent in the academy. They can get some experience with uh, with OCB and then uh, move up to the to the first team, which will of course be winning MLS cups by then. <laughs> well, this is the thing, and and I remember having this conversation with you 12 months ago about Oscar Pereja. Uh, he had an excellent record at FC Dallas, mm. especially in the playoffs. Okay, he never went and won. What are the playoffs? Uh, oh, it is the, it's the additional <laughs> season at the end that uh, only the best teams are uh, in. You, seems like a waste of energy. Yeah, it's like a, it's I like going on holiday early. It's like a, a new level on a video game. Do you know you've got to level up? Yeah, you've got to complete everything before you get to it. You're yeah. still stuck uh, messing around at the level one. Anyway, um, but he he had a good record getting Dallas to playoffs. Okay, he didn't win MLS Cup, you know, as often as perhaps he should have done with a few supporters' shields as well. But he's going to a team where, let's face it, expectations are probably at an all-time low. Just get into the playoffs. So are you, go on, as a fan, and are you happy with this appointment? I'm really happy with it. From a coach personnel point of view, I'm really, really happy with it. I'm one of those people, I don't know if you're the same, when I play football manager... I love the overall... I want to see the whole club working together. So I love getting signing the youth players up, getting them in the academy, and I love the the progression. I love having that whole... Building that whole family, that whole system. I love that, and I think this guy's the right man. The front office is still the same front office. We just let Sané go. They announced yesterday they're letting Lamine Sané go. That's a joke. Sané and Janssen were solid centre-backs. We conceded so, so, so fewer goals last season than we did the year before, and then what they let him go. You know, and there's just... It's that same front office. Are they going to back him? Are they going to invest? I have no idea. Let's try and give the guy... Let's try and give him something to work with. Give him a good squad. Well, you never know. I mean, if Sané ends up at New York City or Atlanta or LAFC, then I guess there's a reason why he's gone, but... It's Groundhog Day. We've been here at the start or at the end of every season we've done this podcast. Jason Christ is coming in. Oh, he's going to be great. He's different. No, he's not. James O'Connor comes in. You know, he's going to be great. Brilliant. Doesn't work out. So it's just Groundhog Day. Even as an Atlanta fan, I'm bored of it. I want Orlando to get in the playoffs because I'm bored of this. You you have this great... You, you just have a great six weeks and you get to the near the top of the table and then that's it. I couldn't agree more. I'm done with it. But this is what I'm saying. Give him a squad. Let's, I'm excited. I'm excited. Low-key excited. Because the roster's half finished still, if you look at it. So let's, yeah. just, let's just see what happens. Um, RSL have kind of gone in a different direction. They've gone for Freddy Juarez, but permanently. So he was interim coach from around August, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously managed them in the, in the playoffs. I think it's important. I, I like that. He had his chance to, uh, to finish the season. Uh, finished on a high, got them into the playoffs, and you know they did they did all right. Uh, yeah, I I was worried when uh, they made the change. I was worried for RSL. I thought they could just drop off a cliff here mm. because he'd been there for a long time, and you know that change, especially at that part of a season, which okay it was a it was sort of enforced with stuff happening out you know on the pitch, but off the pitch if you get me. But uh, yeah, I was impressed with it. He got them in the playoffs. They did okay. 
they got to that game against Seattle and Seattle won the game and they won the MLS Cup, so they were the best team. I like it. I'm 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 here for it. I like that just as much as the Oscar Pereira hmm. to to Orlando. The thing with RSL, obviously Romando's gone, there's gonna be a lot of change. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be it's a new start for RSL and and whereas okay, you can look at sides like FC Dallas last season that they just, you know, finished mid table, whereas Vancouver Whitecaps were bottom. Mm. Some teams have that fresh start and it takes them on. Some teams have it and it just they just drop off. So it'll be interesting to see next year for RSL. But I'm sure for the fans it's going to be exciting because it's something different. But there, it is nice because he worked with those players last season. So when they're making these roster decisions, if he is involved, I don't know if he is. I don't know how much coaches get managed, you know, get involved in this. Um, he can make those decisions. He's worked with them. He's trained with them every day. You know, played with them in the uh, playoffs. So he can make that decision for for 2020 and try and build a build a roster to go that extra little bit further in the playoffs next year. Yes, well, we'll be looking forward to it as we head into 2020 on the MLS UK show. Uh, looking ahead to 2020, Champions League draw has been made. Mm. Uh, do you say you don't care about the Champions League? Nope. Your team's never in it. Nope. I actually do. I think, okay, it's not at a great time of year for MLS teams. It kind of... It doesn't surprise me that no MLS team has won it. It kind of hinders the chances and then it hinders the chances in uh, MLS. But still, it's something exciting that's happened in close season. So I'm all for it. I'm excited. <laughs> that LAFC Leon game is going to be one he- two great games. And I think this for LAFC, this will be a benchmark. This will be a this will show them where they are. Yeah, look, I'm, obviously I'm joking about the Champions League. Uh, it's important. It's important that an MLS team finally gets their hands yeah. on it as well. But I think for me, it's the, the timing. I, it really, really annoys me, the timing of it. We just get into the MLS season. We just get started. And everyone, we've not had, there's this massive gap here where we've got nothing going on. And then it all gets started at the same time as MLS is back. It just, it's ridiculous. And there's too much rotation. They're too tired. We're n- we are never, ever going to have a team win this while we're just coming off the back of preseason and then straight into competitive league games and playing Champions League games during the week. It's not going to work. But this year will be the year. I'm quietly confident this year. And that comes after Atlanta won the uh, Campiones Cup. While we're talking about Champions League, I have a Champions League-related Jason Christ is right. Are we going to end the show on a crisis right? Start the music! Yes! I've missed this. Jason, Price is right. This is basically the Price is right. It's a higher or lower (laughs) game. Uh, Our contestant is Henry Hewitt. Henry, come on down! Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Henry from Manchester. Nice to meet you. No, we couldn't tell. Uh, So, today's Price is right is based on Champions League wins. Is it wins as in trophies or wins as in... <laughs> it's not wins as in trophies. That wouldn't say, take on. It's not an MLS one. <laughs> Henry, how many MLS teams? <laughs> uh, no, this is uh, overall wins since the uh, Champions League era began. Right. Um, I will give you a team and you have to decide whether they've won more games in the Champions League than the team before. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I will give you the first one. Montreal have won six. Up next, Colorado Rapids. Oh, um... Less. They have. They've only won two out of eight games. Okay. Toronto FC. Well, they've won more, surely. They've yeah. won 14 games. I'm going to say, didn't they get to a final one? From yeah. 34. FC Dallas. Well, less. Nine from 18. Respectable, though. 
Yeah, more than Orlando. New England Revolution. Think uh, about this. Right. And yes, they have been in it. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say, because nine's quite a strong number, I'm going to say less. It is less. Do you want to guess? One. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Played two games, didn't win either of them. Uh, LA Galaxy. Uh, more than zero. Yeah. I'm going to say more, higher. Oh, I got it right. Uh, 15. <laughs> they've won 50% ah. of their Champions League games because they've won. They've played 30 overall. Right. Now, higher or lower than LA Galaxy's 15, Seattle Sounders. Oh, Se- uh, Seattle. Seattle in it again. I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to say just less. It's just more. Oh. It's come unstuck at the end. How many? 16. Oh, Played 36 overall, so shout out Seattle Sounders. I'm back in Seattle this year. I think I think if anyone's got a chance, I think it's Seattle. Yeah. Go on, Seattle. Do it for us. Any any team, Montreal, anyone, just win a Champions League for us. Someone! Anyone! Um bonus point. Best goal difference out of the above teams that we just mentioned overall in Champions League history. Um, I'm guessing it's going to have to be Seattle, Toronto, or LA Galaxy. Yep. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Toronto. It's LA Galaxy with 16 plus 16. Good effort. They they need to be in the Champions League again. It's been a, a while for them. Yeah, I, they've got so much history. Like when you look at MLS history, Champions League history. Yeah, it just it doesn't seem to happen. Like mm. since we've been watching, it, it's just not happening. No, well, maybe Sasha can uh, get them into the Champions League this year. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, okay. <laughs> so, let's end by wrapping up the game with the changing name. This is a player that's played in the UK and in MLS. He started his career at Ajax in 2002, moved to Hamburger in 2006, and signed for Manchester City in 2009. He moved to MLS in 2016. Who is it, Henry? Well, when you said Manchester City, I thought that was the start of the rich sort of era. And one man came to mind, a centre midfielder who... He played in the World Cup final in 2010 and nearly kicked... Was it Xavi Alonso? He nearly kicked mm-hmm. off the pitch. So I'm going to go with Nigel de Jong. It is Nigel de Jong. Congratulations. Good work. Uh, and good work to you if you managed to get it while listening as well. Don't forget to tweet us your guesses uh, next time we play at MLS UK Show. And if you've got a suggestion for a player, uh, slide into my DMs at Elliot Holman. Yes, don't send it me because I then see it and <laughs> guess it. So we'd have to leave it a few weeks until I've forgot. Uh, speaking of uh, sliding into my DMs, hi to Kieran White, who is a Seattle Sounders fan who's on cloud nine after the uh, MLS Cup victory. Uh, he lives in Scotland ah. and uh, he is also a Norwich City fan. All oh, right, okay. That's, I mean, that's pretty random. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where to start with that one. Uh, I think, it, I think uh, he's a recent Norwich fan uh, due to the Paul Lambert ties, I believe. Ah, right. Well, yellow and green for Seattle. Yeah, it's it a very colourful set of. Kits. It works. But I love just hearing from people who were like, he said he he just discovered the podcast, uh, he listened to it for the first time and he was loving it and he had to message me and tell me. And it's amazing. Like we get, we get incredible messages from incredible people. Uh, so if you want to get in touch, at MLS UK Show, uh, or just you know slide into the old DMs. Well, go on, what's your Twitter? At Henry underscore underscore <laughs> Hewitt. 
Don't forget that second underscore. Ridiculous. I'm just at Elliot Holman because, you know, sensible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing to hear from uh, people. So thank you very much. Lots coming up uh, in the next few weeks with the MLS UK show. We've got another episode to do in a few weeks. That'll be our roundup of 2019. Uh, make sure you follow us on our socials at MLS UK show, as Elliot's just said, uh, because we, uh, we've we been doing some sort of questions we've been putting out. We did Moment of the Decade. Mm. We did Reasons to be Thankful for Thanksgiving. We'll be doing more of those over Christmas. And, of course, we really appreciate it more than anything because it helps us out. You know, we're not asking for much apart from a £2 rate. £2 a month. Oh. Oh, no, no. That's that's for next year. Okay. Um, a rating. Now, when you rate us on one of the uh, podcast platforms we ask one thing and there's only one rule and elliot what is that rule just like la galaxy five stars only yes anything if you if you've listened to this podcast and thought "Mm, it's only a a 3.5 or a 4 don't bother we don't need you know thanks for listening but we don't need you to rate us it's all right if you think this podcast is five stars please rate us we really appreciate it do you know when Beckham joined MLS and they called it the Beckham rule for the designated player I think that this is the galaxy rule five stars five stars you may put off LAFC fans there but love you guys as well Uh, so thanks very much for listening uh, we'll be back in a few weeks with our roundup of the year and uh, and then it's 2020 Elliot absolutely petrifying also the year I'm getting married help help <laughs> yeah but that's uh, that's going to get covered next year as well so <laughs> something to look forward to yeah great right thanks very much for listening Henry do the honours see ya Sports Social Podcast Network